Surprise! We've, there's a little extra one here at the end of the series. Uh, we were at the Machantlith Festival in Wales, uh, so we did a Rahulastapa Eat McFly, as you'll find out. Uh, uh, when you listen uh, with Mike Wozniak uh, so uh, this is just a little surprise extra make the most of it remember if you want to help us make more of these go to gofasterstripe.com slash rhlstp5 you can buy a series pass or just contribute a little bit of money but this is just a little fun extra for you to thank you for listening to the series hope you enjoy it uh, ladies and gentlemen welcome to the tabernacle the Y tabernacle uh, and will you please welcome a man uh, who has been farting all the way in his car, driving here for the last six hours, and it, there is a smell in his car. It is Richard Herring! Thank you very much. Hello. Hello, How are you doing? Yeah, I had a go. Uh, saying it. Welcome to uh, Rich Terry's Leicester Square Theatre Pod Podcast, except at the McCuntleth Comedy Festival, or as all the cool kids are calling it, Rahelastapur Eaton Eaton It's very nearly Eat McFly. I think if I can put, uh, except at the McCuntleth Comedy Festival, lovely yes. Then it's the, then it's Rahelastapur Eat McFly. <laughs> That's good. I'd like to eat McFly. They seem like nice boys. Um, so this is a, a, a one-off special. Well, it's the second time we've done this. Uh, there's uh, over 100 excited Welsh people. No one, no one who isn't not Welsh is... If you're not Welsh, please leave. Only Welsh people are allowed, <laughs> allowed to see this because uh, it's going to be especially offensive to your country. Uh, and so, <laughs> uh, it's not. I love it. It's lovely to be here. It's fantastic, beautiful. It's, not, it's a beautiful uh, part of the country, isn't it, to be in? I've been driving through in my fart-filled car. It's nice when you're driving on your own, isn't it? Because you can. You know, I'm, I don't know why I'm directing that directly at you, madam, but it is. They're really smelly ones as well, but it's, you know, it's all right. They're, I like them. They're mine. They're my own. Uh, and so uh, I'll just do a quick uh, look. I've been, uh, I can now finally talk about pointless celebrities, uh, which I was not. Did anyone watch pointless celebrities last week? Yeah, man's put his hand up. No, that woman says no, she didn't watch it. I was on, I was on it for a short period of time. <laughs> It's the greatest humiliation of my life, but it's certainly the, what the greatest humiliation of my life that's been broadcast on BBC One. Uh, so <laughs> most of my humiliations were not filmed, uh, luckily, but uh, it didn't go so well. It's very, it's very frustrating, I, and I was so depressed about it. I can't tell you that I, I kind of thought I have to change the way I live my life because <laughs> the day after I could just was in such a mood I'm quite a positive person now and I thought I can't I have to be, stop being so competitive uh, or, or at least put, channel my competitiveness into things that matter like my career uh, <laughs> rather than being more upset about that than anything else anyway it was uh, don't bother tracking it down it was it wasn't mine it was fucking Rona Cameron's and, and, and if anything Dom Jolly comes out of it quite badly despite being <laughs> Despite being the winner, uh, but uh, a couple of other things. What's been going on? I've been a Britcom, dirty Britcom confessions, which you may be aware of if you if you've been listening or watching to the rest of the series. Which is a website uh, where people can post their fantasies about comedians um, and British comedians mainly. Um, we talked about it a bit. Now I've mentioned it a bit. People have started putting up things on mine that I think are just trying to get read out on the podcast. <laughs> I'm not sure if this is one of those or not, but it's, this is quite a good one. Uh, I want Richard Herring to crawl into my garden with a line of Findus crispy pancakes down his naked back. <laughs> like some kind of sexy stegosaurus. <laughs> it might be a real one. It might be... 
<laughs> he would mount me powerfully and we would have slow uh, grunting, I think it says dinosaur sex in the shrubs. After we climax, I would eat the crispy pancakes <laughs> off his warm back. They would be the minced beef ones. <laughs> it's quite good. Now, a lady, a lady in the front row started looking embarrassed about that before I started reading it out, which makes me suspect. Was that you? Because I'm fucking right up for it, if you want it. Now, especially now, senior, I thought it would be someone like this guy. And uh, No offence, but I do not want you eating crispy pancakes off my back. Well, that like, You can eat crispy pancakes off my back any time you like, sweetheart. That is what I'm saying there. That's a good. I've slightly lost the uh, the chat up techniques. <laughs> That's apparently not a good chat up line from the reaction I got. But you know, I've been married for a couple of years now. I've forgotten how to chat people up. Uh, and my favourite news story at the interim uh, since we've uh, been uh, off air, although you at home won't know that, uh, is uh, a man in Italy was crushed by a falling Jesus. Did you see this? There was a. It was it's fantastic. I mean, that is a real. If you're going to die, that's a fantastic way. There was a massive bendy. It was sort of like I don't, I don't quite understand it, but there was like a massive bendy. I don't know. If it was like a fairground attraction, crucifix. It was. It was a sculpture to honour Pope John Paul II, and I think another. And it was. It was like a, a crucifix, but it was bending over like that, and then it broke in half, and then it fell on a bloke and killed him. I mean, that's quite a... Presumably a Christian bloke who then... I mean, that must be quite a confusing way to die as you see Jesus... Either it means there isn't a God, right? Either we've proved there isn't a God, which I think is the most likely thing, because, you know, why would God do that to you? Unless that... He's either saying that guy was evil, which doesn't seem fair because he was there praying to Jesus, uh, or it proves that, you know, that, that, Jesus, that Jesus isn't the God that, we, that you want. Because if he is, imagine being that bloke getting to heaven and meeting Jesus. I mean, that's going to be... A, Jesus have to go, oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> You'd either have to go really bad and go, yeah, sorry. Couldn't you have stopped that happening, Jesus? Yeah, I could have done, I suppose. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about me falling. Or Jesus has to kind of try and, you know, go, oh, do you remember? Wee! <laughs> do that, didn't he? I mean, you know, uh, rest in peace to the real man who has died. <laughs> he's, he's an Italian bloke who doesn't matter, isn't he? So, uh, <laughs> of course it matters. You are right to be annoyed with me. Uh, and I think that might be all of the news I've got because I'm not going to tell you any more about it. We we'll probably won't ever mention um, pointless celebrities again all of the time. That is going to happen. Anyway, it's very exciting to be at this fantastic festival and I've got a, a brilliant guest uh, to, uh, to kick us off. This is like the first, one of the first shows of the whole uh, festival this year, so we're very excited. He is best known as Greg Collett in tits. <laughs> Which looks to me like, some, like a joke thing that someone's put in the IMDB, but apparently from his reaction is real. Will you please welcome Mike Wozniak, ladies and gentlemen. It's Mike Wozniak. From tits. From off of tits. Yeah. That's me. Hello. Hello, what is... What is tits? What, I didn't, didn't catch tits. Is that a real thing? T- tits, tits is a, a, a real is, is a real and misleadingly titled, uh, very moving, coming of age piece. Why is uh, it about uh, an adolescent boy who who grows tits? Right. He has. Uh, yeah, it's a real thing, guys. Okay. Did you did you um, play one of the tits? I, oh, no, no, I played. I was not one of the tits. <laughs> I would. Um, I was. I was his teacher. I was oh, his right, teacher. Okay. So I, yeah, I was in a sort of sex education. Class right. in which he was being bullied on account of his on account of his rack. Yeah, um, yeah, very moving, very beautifully 
shot very sensitively um, done. And then just got, and then they went, let's call it tits. Tits, yeah. <laughs> What's the draw here, guys? What's the hook? Um, how are we going to get people to tune in? Yeah, I'm call it tits, boom. I'm going to look out. your eye, didn't I'm, I am. I'm going to look out. <laughs> when I saw that, I thought that's the first thing I'm going to talk about. Uh, you are, apart from that, you are probably best known for being in uh, the sitcom Man Down. Yeah. Which is where well, we had Greg good. Davies on the series earlier in the series, which yeah. is, uh, uh, stars Greg Davies. Rick Mail. It's pretty exciting. I mean, it's not quite your first TV thing, but it's one of your first TV no, things. Oh, yeah, it's the first series of a yeah. thing. Yeah, Rick Mail, sort of, yeah, genuine hero and all that sort of yeah. thing. And, th- and thrilled uh, to discover on meeting them that he is, uh, he- he's genuinely... Dangerously crackers, right. and, um, <laughs> and and hugely disinhibited and uh, and willfully inappropriate. <laughs> and, uh, any opportunity he, he gets, I'd have been devastated if he was just a sort of kind of well-adjusted, <laughs> you know, what kind of things the family man kind of things five do? a day. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I don't know what I, how much I can say on yeah, sort don't of legal grounds. I mean, yeah. I don't want to. Well, if it happened, you can say it. Yeah, sure. Did he? Or as long as he, if he sexually abused you, let's not get into no, that. Anyway. Let's, <laughs> let's wait that till the end. We can do a sad bit at the end of the podcast where you talk about that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but talk about the more jolly appeal for other, <laughs> other victims. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think he has a very low threshold for a. <laughs> For a goose, right. uh, a, a goosing, and yeah. um, you know, if anyone's within arm, arm's reach, sure, they they might get goosed, yeah. and um, you know, but they they get a great anecdote at the end of it, um, <laughs> unlike a lot of goosings, which don't really have a, a positive spin. No, <laughs> so it pretty it pretty much was a sexual assault. So uh, okay. Uh, and um, how did you end up getting this uh, this role? Were you did you audition or were you kind of? I don't know. Greg? I assume that there's been so, there was an error of, of some <laughs> sort. And uh, yeah, well, normally when I go to a, I got an audition for it. Yeah. And normally when I get an audition for something I really want to be in, I I make a, a steaming crap pile of it. <laughs> and um, but I was very lucky because there was a, there was a guy who was waiting to go in. Um, and I had no idea if he was auditioning for that or something unrelated or if he was just having a meeting for something in the production office. It was the guy who played Nathan Barley. Oh, yes. So as soon as I saw him within range of the audition, I just thought, well, fine, you're not going to get that. And I just just relaxed, and rather than doing my usual steaming crap pile routine, (laughs) I clearly just did something non-steaming crap pile and and got a job for once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it seems very... uh, It seems like it's written for you. I suppose that's the way you you do it, but it seems like... uh, you're just saying I come across as quite a sort of anal, yes. anally retentive, yeah, I yeah. Think, <laughs> I <think so. laughs> repressed, deeply troubled character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I. That's yeah. how I pictured you at home with your actual real wife. Yeah, it's not far off. No, yeah. okay. So that's. Uh, I think it might. I think it might be just been a fly on the wall. It's, <laughs> if people, if people seen this, so the problem with sitcoms now is so many come out. It's very and, yeah. and they're all over the place. And yeah. I, I saw like one or two episodes of this, and now I've watched all of them. Yeah, and it's really genuinely one of the best things. But even you had to. Didn't yeah, you? I had to. Yeah. I'm, involved in series I'm, two I'm, writing I'm, it. I'm, I'm writing a, yeah. potentially writing a little bit for it but it's it's really <laughs> <laughs> so I had to watch it then and I, when Greg ran me out I went oh yeah it's really good better one, better one. I'd watched like a couple of them and I think it's when something's a bit uh, different than everything else you, it takes you a couple of episodes to, everything I really like like the Simpsons and Larry yeah. Sanders and everything really and yeah. Parks and Rec and things like that that I think are the best sitcoms the first time I saw them I went 
And it was a little bit, the first time I saw a man down, I went, oh, yeah, it's good, because I, I like Greg, and I like it, and I like Rick yeah. Mayo, and you're all right. Uh, and, uh, but then actually, all, watching all, all seven, I think there are, so far, is there six or seven? Yeah, this seven, Christmas yeah. special. It's, real, it's got a real style, it's really good. Yeah. But I, I don't know whether people But have, now you're contracted. And I, I now, now, you. now I'm part of the team, so yeah. I have to be nice to them. But not for very long, so I could, by the time yeah. this goes out, I can probably be I honest. I don't know how many people have watched it. Do you watch, no watch Man Dan? Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah, and some... it's really good, isn't it? Less people said it was good than that. <laughs> the one bloke did say it was excellent. Who thinks it's really rubbish who's seen it? There's a, w- a woman shaking it and there's a man laughing nervously. Because <laughs> we would have thrown you out for being rude to our fantastic guests. Uh, so, yeah, so if, if you haven't seen it, do. Uh, it's all, I think it's all on 4OD. Yeah, that's where I watch forever, it. forever, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's really good. good. For it's yeah. it, it's uh, Greg's, uh, Greg's um, very. Uh, he's tall, isn't he? He's massive. Yeah. He's, he's oversized. And that, yeah, for me, sure. is enough. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I could, whatever was going on, I go, look at how big that guy, and then there's a guy with a moustache when I get bored exactly. of the tall bloke. Who's smaller, <laughs> you know, in relative terms. Yeah, exactly. So the moustache is a very, um, you know, it's the first thing you notice when you kind of, <laughs> when you come into a room, that's it's the before first you... enters a room, I guess. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah. Usually. So, well, again, is that something you had before you became a comedian, or was that a decision? Did you think, I'm going to have a gimmick? I... Yeah, well, the first one was was grown as a joke. Right. Obviously, you don't grow a moustache. Look, it looks nice on you. But then I preferred it, and yeah, yeah my, my my wife um, preferred it, and uh, confessed that for a long time she felt I had an underdeveloped lower face. Right. So, <laughs> so it's sort of there as kind of filler, really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's has a functional elements to yeah. it I got married in it for example <laughs> and um, yeah yeah and Did uh, what you grew the moustache so long that it was a kind of cathedral and then when it's <laughs> and then when it's it has yeah if yeah. you want to if you want to sort of put an extra vestibule on the side of it you have to get sort of special permission from heritage yeah. and uh, yeah I but uh, no, I mean, so it's just sort of there now but it was never I mean you know it's never it was never the plan to just be moustache guy no but I mean I, as I sort of alluded to I mean I I will occasionally you know, go to castings and, and, and stuff and, and shave it off to try and say, hey guys, I've got range. <laughs> <laughs> and they will always say, yeah, all right, great. I mean, we, yeah, we, we have shitloads of middle-class white guys in their 30s who are clean-shaven who like acting, Mike. Okay? <laughs> we are up to our neck in those guys. So, well done. Go home, grow it again, and we'll see you in a couple of months. But so, you didn't have it in uh, the thing you did with Rasheen. Which is the only thing, yeah, which was a, a mate's thing with Rasheen Connerty, yeah. which is the, the only... Which, again, she's in Man Down. So yeah. I, I kind of... I suggested, hey, guys, I've got a really good, you know, idea for character development. Why don't I shave my moustache? And they're like, that's enough! That's different enough! <laughs> And uh, and boom, yeah. But yeah. I mean, certainly no one's picked, no one's called me since then to offer me further clean shaven jobs. But how? When did you film that? Because the moustache is now very thick again. Yeah, well, it's spring. You know, it's kind of it's in full bloom. Yeah. <laughs> did it grow that? How fast can you grow a moustache that thick? How long? How, this is from like, naught to to that. It's kind of from naught to sort of soup strainer is a couple of months. Yeah. But yeah, it's a month for a functional, right. functional kind of you know, flight lieutenant job. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have some experience of moustaches myself. You did the Hitler thing? I did the Hitler moustache. Yeah, I remember I... seeing you early on <laughs> in the stage, I think in Waterloo Station. <laughs> I had it and was saying, yeah, I've had a really neat idea. I'm going to go around like this for a year. 
great. <laughs> sounds, sounds like a great... Good luck. It was weird. But your yeah. moustache is quite like Stalin's moustache. Exactly. And so, uh, indeed, Stalin is something that has been shouted at me on the streets <laughs> um, by perfect strangers. Has it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, most people will go for the usual, you know... You know, my name is Earl. Whatever's on TV. Yeah. You know, if 1-1-8 has a prominent campaign, that kind of thing, you know, the usual. Yeah. Um, Max from Guess Who has been one of my favourites. <laughs> yeah. And I've said that before and it gets a strong response, which always sort of makes me very sad. That it's, it's like that everyone knows know that... Remember know, the, it, like guessing so much so they remember the name. Brains, it's, it's there. It's already <laughs> somehow it's there. Yeah. So you do get a Stalin shout at you because people didn't really shout Hitler at me that much. They were quite scared of me. Really? Yeah, because I look like an Because <laughs> they I look like <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, downfall was wrong. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and you know I think you would think anyone who's wearing got a Hitler moustache is probably mentally challenged in some way, in probably in quite an aggressive manner. That's what. Uh, yeah. So but I think people were mainly get, scared of me. People didn't try and take you away. No, but it was. I felt very ostracised. It was very weird. And the mm-hmm. worst, actually, the worst thing that happened was a guy. I passed a white. white it was after I just passed a gang, of, a gang of builders who were going, "Oh, Adolf." They all did do that, yeah. which is a bit weird. Then I was a bit shaken up by that. Then I walked, yeah. and then a white van man on his own saw me and said, "Well done, mate. You're a, you're a man after my own heart." Holy shit! Like, <laughs> if, only, if, if only I had the bravery, I'd walk <laughs> around like that. But well done for sticking up for what you believe and in. He wasn't a big he wasn't, time Chaplin fan or no, anything like that. He wasn't accessing. It was that. chilling. It was really like. Like, oh my God. God. I mean, the, the fact you would think they're out there. <laughs> that, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well you, done. You, acti- <laughs> you possibly activated him. <laughs> his cell is now up and running. And his name was Nigel Farage. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, when he's in charge, I will now be taken out and shot. Uh, as a result of that the first against the wall I will be the first it's very similar to the rise of Hitler the rise of <laughs> I genuinely think it is and people are like, oh he's just oh let's all have a laugh at Nigel Farage that's what happened to Hitler and Hitler, Hitler survived didn't he in the Munich putsch he was shot the next bloke next to him was shot Nigel Farage had that amusing plane accident <laughs> they both think they both think they're immortal and then that's it Hitler survived like 15 assassination attempts just yep. get him on the first one if, you, if you're going to have a go don't kill anyone but if you if you're going to do it anyway despite what I say yeah, do it properly <laughs> in a targeted manner yeah so you started out for people who may not be aware of your career trajectory which is I would assume almost everyone <laughs> uh, but last year on this very mm. podcast we had Pappies and yeah. look where they've gone on to be doing alright aren't they yeah kind of adequate doing alright <laughs> right. I don't think that was much to do with this uh, but you started out as a, a doctor or a, a medical student did you ever work as a doctor I did yeah briefly yeah, yeah for a little bit for a few years yeah. yeah I was just sort of general bod on the wards right. really I don't think I was yeah I was just you know. did you ever were you ever held responsible for someone's death <laughs> <laughs> looks like I kind of thought you wouldn't be but the, from the response I've, well, I've opened a can of worms now <laughs> luckily yeah you know it was some years ago yeah you know when the medical fraternity was a, a, a lot like you know American special forces in Iraq. You know, we were a closed shop. Yeah. We were a brotherhood. And really, if you did a slip up or two, it was okay. 
He's just a young guy. <laughs> Don't bust his chops too much. We all, He's we all trying make his mistakes. best. We all make mistakes at work, especially if we're new. Sure. Exactly. Can you go? It's my first day was, when you're a doctor. <laughs> I was <laughs> full of spunk, full of vim and, and vinegar, and yeah. yeah, just wanted to, you know, give it a go, give it a crack. Is it true that you were uh, an. Uh, Skilled, because this is according to the Guardian. I don't know why you don't put this Guardian. on your poster. Right, yeah. Skilled at removing larvae of a bot fly from a man's leg. That is true. Is it? Actually. What is a bot fly? Is that it's a real a kind thing? of? It's a weird uh, kind of Latin American uh, uh, fly, and it yeah. lays its eggs in in you, <laughs> right? Um, in your flesh, um, and people don't know about it for weeks after. It was basically. So I was just. I never did anything. I, was, I never got senior enough to do anything interesting. But when I was <laughs> a student, quite interesting. My best day was I was in an infectious diseases firm and this guy had been travelling in Latin America and is often the case, he'd been back for a couple of weeks and he was in the bath and this is often how it presents because they start to get a bit big and, they, and he just had a bit of swelling and some red patches on his legs and these people will get in the bath rather than the shower and suddenly these larvae are like, I can't breathe! I can't breathe! And then these little white little sort of kind of heads start poking out of your flesh wow. where they are so he's in the bath and all of a sudden there's you know sort of 50 odd beasts going hello <laughs> <laughs> hello you know <laughs> yeah you didn't notice but we got for the customs <laughs> and uh, and yeah and it's for infectious diseases specialists it's, it's a very boring thing to do <laughs> so they are happy to teach a 22-year-old keen student, the three ways of, of doing it, and that student is very excited, obviously, to yeah. do it, and it's very simple, and so I spent an entire day with this man. You do, you, the, the simplest way is just to get a little sort of bit of Vaseline, you cut, cut a cup out so there's a air, should people should, seal. Should untrained people try this? Well, I, <laughs> I certainly had no official qualifications <laughs> okay, at the time. Right. Let's, let's, let's carry on. And uh, you make an airtight seal, and so you, you trick the larva into going... And then you wait there with a pair of tweezers and you just you yank the bugger out. But they're very right. fat underneath. Their little heads are very fat. You, you, you've got to yank them out that way or you, or you cut them out or a, a third way that I can't remember. Oh. <laughs> this will remain... Uh, oh, no, squeezing. That's it, squeezing. Yeah. That's the worst. Well, that's what I would have done. Yeah, you squeeze, squeeze like a out. spot, which you can do, and sometimes it works, but if it doesn't have a give, then you can just explode it, and then they get very serious sepsis. And, um, yeah. And, and there's a danger if you squeeze them, you might squeeze them back further into the human body exactly and they go straight into your brain at which yeah. point you become one of them and <laughs> you have the urge to bury yourself yeah. within the flesh of the nearest mammal that would be uh, until they get in a bath so um, watch out for that so if, if anyone if anyone it's possible I've been out of practice for a few years and I sometimes the details get sketchy sure if, if anyone comes to one of your gigs mm. and they have that problem would yeah. you and they, would they can they approach you afterwards and say or, or you, during I mean if yeah. the gig's going very badly <laughs> you know if the gig's if it's not really you know going yeah. for it then fine you know? or if it's sometimes in a theatre someone has a heart attack and they go is there a doctor in the house mm. someone could have that happening and then they go is there a bot fly is specialist there a bot fly? in, the, yeah. in yeah. the house is there yeah. an amateur bot fly specialist <laughs> who hasn't done it for 10 years yeah and there I am so why did you leave medicine behind apart from the fact that you were squeezing flies out of people's legs I I prefer <laughs> I um, which is you know quite I, 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 well I, I prefer comedy which I, yeah. I guess means I'm sort of fundamentally lazy and selfish human being but and then you've gone through presumably six years of training to become a doctor and then you go yeah. ah yeah well yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's basically <laughs> what I did <laughs> Yeah, which and came as a shock yeah. to the parental units, certainly, <laughs> at the very least. And, um, yeah, they're, do they're doing 
It's been six years now since I gave up, and they're, they're getting better at pretending they're all right with it. <laughs> is their approach. Yeah, I just preferred all this, but I didn't think you could do this for a living. I'd done, like, sketch stuff for years while yeah. I was training and stuff, but as a, as a sort of, in sort of grotesque medical reviews. Yeah, I was going to ask kind of if thing. That, that was... Uh... Yeah, all that business. And I didn't really raise... I thought it, if you did it for a living, you had to be sort of raised in a circus yeah. or something or be born out of an elephant's trunk or... Yeah. I didn't know where these people came from. And then I finally went to an open mic night when I was sort of... 26 or something like that and there was, there were sort of normal people and there were good people and there were people who were fucking dreadful and I thought <laughs> hey maybe I'm in the middle of that somewhere I can <laughs> I'll give this a shot it, mean, is, yeah. it is good that those dreadful people do do it because that inspiring. does help they're hugely that does inspiring help. Decide, yeah. Yeah. I could be better than that guy <laughs> exactly <laughs> and I, but he doesn't know wait hang on is there delusion I don't know oh help panic yeah. just carry on well that is the problem I, then I, for a long time I was worrying am I that guy am I the guy because that guy doesn't know yeah he and doesn't know he know. thinks he's good yeah I've, I've noticed the people who are the worst and the people who are the best have a similar sense of self-assurance <laughs> about themselves, which is the terrifying thing. I think if you have any doubt that you're good, yeah. you're probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely not brilliant. You're yeah, probably you not shit. You might be You're probably it. okay. Yeah, yeah. I might be terrible at this. That's good. That's, that's a good starting place to be a comedian, uh, but not if you want to be very successful or very <laughs> unsuccessful. Uh, so good. And you have a twin sister. I do. Wow. Yeah. Hannah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just trying to imagine... If you've heard of that sort of thing before. I'm just trying to imagine a f- an exact replica of you, but as a woman. <laughs> and, it's, and I'm liking what I'm seeing. <laughs> but I'm guessing, due to the fact you are of a different gender, yeah. that you are not identical twins. That's that, my, that that my knowledge. That, that is that clue enough. Twindled. Yeah. There is, uh, there but are. you shared a womb. We did. We so sure do did. you have psychic powers? We do have psychic yeah, powers. Yeah, well, how do they Absolutely correct. Uh, well, Could I speak to her now? Uh, through, through you? <laughs> yeah. Well, the only way it works, we can only tell if we're communicating with one another telepathically if, if, if someone breaks an arm. Right. So, I mean, if you have a message for her, you'd have to break my arm. Okay. And then she'll know I'm trying to get in touch. And then she'll, uh, she'll give me a call. Ring you up. Yeah, yeah. Then we can talk to her. Yeah. That's probably... It's like a pager system, but with, <laughs> but with bones. Um, and, uh, you, but no, you don't... I'm, I've read about you and your twin sister, and you have nothing in common apart from you both like The Goon Show. That is what I've heard. Really? Where yeah. does that come from? I've, it's from the one Guardian article there is about you. <laughs> such, such bollocks. Do you both like The Goon Show? Do you like The Goon Show? I love The Goon Show. Does she like always it? indifferent to it. Right. Yeah. We so... have lots of other things in common. And, uh, <laughs> and, a, and, and a very close... I, I, but I knew, I knew when that, inter- that interview was in 2008 when I first I was... went full-time and I had... Uh, I, I did Edinburgh. There was a few... I'd never been interviewed in like the printed press before, and there are a few that came in quick succession. And it was it basically it chilled me to the, the core about all of the printed press because I, I did these interviews quite openly, and and then I, I read them vainly afterwards, and it was all just absolute bollocks. <laughs> like it just bared no resemblance to what I'd said. There are things that were taken out of context and things that were just made up. Yes, to the extent that the next time I had an interview, I it was with the, the Brighton Argus. And I, I took it... Someone gasped then. <laughs> and I took it very, very slowly and very carefully to be exact because I didn't want to be misquoted because I, I thought ludicrously that someone might read it. <laughs> and then it just was a character assassination. Right. And this guy is just 
painfully slow and <laughs> monosyllabic and I thought comedians were supposed to be entertaining at all times and this guy bored me shitless and I she was just furious yeah. and it was an absolute yeah just tore me to pieces so yeah there's not that much about you on the internet which is kind of quite unusual there's a very it's like you're you've, resu- you've taken on a secret identity and you were someone else before well I you know this is career number two yeah. career number three I'm thinking might be crime fighting yeah. and I, you know I want to sort of be able to you know, uh, you know have some mystique yeah. sure okay it's fair enough I, yeah. I, I think no more, like most stuff on the internet is if there's lots about a person it's normally stuff they've done themselves isn't it a lot of it is if but for example not, um, really Dirty well Britcom Confessions right which isn't I hope people aren't putting their own ones up See, I think people suspect that I am putting my own ones up <laughs> I wish I could write something as good as that Stegosaurus one to be honest so I'd be yeah. very pleased with that if I'd but written I think, that yeah with your uh, background and what you've done in the past I think yeah. it was very credible that there would be your own <laughs> yeah, true. your own fantasies that is true but everyone's on that yeah. I thought I thought that guy big moustache there's going to be all kinds of pervy stuff he's asking for it right no there's nothing on there form an orderly queue Stufa's on there well there will be after this though Ken- right? Kenneth Williams and people like that Brilliant. Captain Mannering's on there <laughs> well dead you're, you're not on there yeah well, give it time give it time mate no, is that how I'll know that I've made it yeah so. <laughs> if someone wants to sort of sponge sponge my face off with a sesame bun and then <laughs> do me yeah. in a hole in the back of the head there's some very there are, uh, Greg <laughs> Greg had some very... Greg's ones were... Uh, Greg has uh, a very intense and sexually aroused following. There's yes. a gang of... They follow him round and... I'm surprised. They want to bang him. They I want find to him bang very him sexy. Big time. I licked his belly or something. I can't remember what I did. Mm. It's, it's, it's hard of, to tell which bit it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But uh, he's, very, he's a very sexy, sexual man. Sure. Sure he is. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not, I mean... But nothing for you there. No, there. no, I, I think he's a very sexy man, but I, the, they're very aggressive sexually. The, yeah. The, the, yeah, the, the sex gang that he has after it. <laughs> and they'll get him all right. One, I mean, one of these days... If they team up... They're going to fucking... They're going to fuck him and they're going to eat him. <laughs> and then game over. So, I mean, go and see his shows, guys, because yeah. he's not going to be around forever. It's quite big, though. He could probably fight off... Not, not, not 16 of them. Of them. Oh. Yeah, and they'll trap him. They'll trap him in a pincer movement or yeah. something. He's got no tactical training. <laughs> I usually ask uh, people if they had a finger that could travel through time, what they do with it. I'm bored mm. of that question. Sure. If your moustache could travel through time, <laughs> where would you, where would you send it to go? It can go anywhere. It can be on another person, or it can just be floating around. Well, given what we've talked about earlier yeah. on. I'd make sure that it landed directly on Hitler's face yeah. so that first sniper had an easier target. That's good. <laughs> do, do, do you not think the Hitler moustache is a better... That's a, surely a better thing to aim... If you're aiming, you want something small, then you just go, I'll go right Yeah, but he might have got... If you got have... shot in the moustache, do you think that would kill you? I'm not sure. That, it would it hurt your teeth. which direction from. That's yeah. If you were yeah, shooting you get, up. Yeah, or sideways, yeah. you might get away with it. <laughs> might just have a sort of... A groove, a sort of terrible horizontal scar... Through it, and you'd have to explain it at parties and go, Yeah, I know the central bit of my moustache is missing. I can <laughs> bit tired of talking about it actually, and it's a bit distressing, so yeah. It could just change history in that his moustache becomes a gap where, that, right, where the Hitler moustache once was. It could also work that because Hitler and Stalin were allies to begin with, but mm-hmm. if they had the same moustache, that would probably have created some antagonism between them both. Possibly. And then they would never have been allies, and then the war would have been very different. That's very true. We're Maybe I would have learned, aren't we? <laughs> Laughing and mainly learning during this bit. Yeah. I might maybe it could have saved 
Joan of Arc, I could have sort of just launched it into the sky yeah. as a sort of sign from God. Who were they? they it wouldn't would be, couldn't become massive. It would still be a t- if you launched it into the sky. All it would be is a tiny moustache <laughs> in the sky that no one could see. It's not. It doesn't have the power to grow into a huge. We thinking. Right. <laughs> it has the tra- power to travel through thinking, time. I'll exactly as it is. I'll explain. It's not magic. I'll explain. Yeah, but what I do is I put it in the sky two months before she gets burnt, so yeah. it, it grows. <laughs> further I'm not there to trim it so by the time she gets burned it's fucking massive and they right. look in the sky it's a, it's a they see a load of hair and they go it's God they get distracted they're like this is maybe this is a bad idea guys let it go I think they'd, I think they'd burn it quicker if there was, if there was really? a, yeah if there's loads of hair in the sky so I'd be making it worse yeah. <laughs> I think that might sky be why they hairy <laughs> yeah okay I mean I, I haven't necessarily thought it through sure <laughs> Most people will have thought that question through at some point in their life, so I'm disappointed in you. Uh, and um, you're not the first. I'll ask you another. I'll ask you another emergency question. I just did an interview with Arthur Smith upstairs, and he came up with this as an emergency question accidentally because mm. we were talking about good interview questions, right? Which I know there's someone creeping around out there. Yep. Chat. It's the sniper. Little hat on, uh, and uh, and he he said it's better not to ask questions like how do you get your, your crazy ideas. Obviously, that we get asked a lot. Right. And he said he said to me, uh, "What's well?" He said, "What what?" He said, "What you should ask them about their their towel system, their system of towels." And I said, "That is a good question because I've got a favourite towel." And then told him the whole story about my favourite towel. So I've got what, what kind of, of towel? What manner well, of towel? Well, I had a it's. <laughs> I don't want to bore people with because they might have listened to Arthur Smith's show but it's um, a big blue towel it's like a mm. good size I've had it for a long time I call it Old Bluey sure because it's because it's blue and it's quite old but it's, uh-huh. it's still you know very good at drying high quality towel well, it's I don't Egyptian know it, cotton or... I don't think it is so I've had it for a long time I just mm. think it's you know but then I was once living in Edinburgh and I'm sure I'm sure I talked about this on an Edinburgh podcast and um Andre Vincent uh, came and stayed in our flat. You maybe do you know Andre? Yeah. And uh, you know he's a he's a, a chubby man. So am I. Uh, but he just saw my towel on a on a radiator and just thought, oh, I, I can use that towel and use my towel. And that slightly spoiled my relationship with my towel. He was staying in my flat, so right. there was lots of flat. There were lots of big, few comedians there. He wasn't he, just visiting, and he stayed. <laughs> he wasn't just popping in. Just no. towel. Yeah. He stayed overnight. Might towel myself down. <laughs> he, stayed, he stayed overnight, had a shower, mm. then used my favourite towel, which mm. I was drying on the on the radiator, mm. to dry himself. I thought that was an infringement of and my civil liberties. He's past his his nubile phase. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. So every time I use that, I now imagine it going into Andre Vincent's bum crack. Of course, <laughs> which is definitely is where it has been. Oh. Yeah, and it's like a casserole down there. <laughs> and it's it spoiled my it's enjoyment. Well known. It I mean, spoiled my enjoyment. Slanderous. So it, by asking that question, he came up with a very good anecdote about towels. Mm. I'm hoping uh, the same will happen to you. What is your favourite towel? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a. Do you have one? We we have a roaming towel system right. at home because I've got my wife has we've got two tiny nippers and there's just where yeah. everyone is very messy so there's just lots of wet towels or everywhere <laughs> yeah. that people use and you just whichever one trips you up first yeah. is the one that you that's all right because most of those people are made out of your gametes exactly yeah so, so it doesn't matter wife isn't made out yeah but well, you're right, most people yeah. <laughs> She's not made out of them, but she's no, she's, she's, exper- she's, she's comfortable with them, <laughs> yeah. and I'm comfortable with her gametes, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So that's all right. That's not, if Andre Vincent came around and started drying himself on the, your children's oh, soil towels, we wouldn't like I'd that. I'd hit the fucking you. roof, and he knows that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why he doesn't. That's why he, that's why he goes to other people's places. Or he comes to mine and he's, he's pre-toweled, yeah, sure. <laughs> if you were sadly dying yourself, yeah. which I hope never happens, Thank but you. if it does happen, I hope it's like more than three years away. <laughs> Which celebrity would you like to stroke your hair as you are dying? Uh, are they, do they have to be living? Yeah, well, they don't have to be. I, suppose. I mean, you know... I, could they be reanimated? It could, it could be, but then if they are reanimated, it would be their corpse. Like, okay. uh, their probably skeleton hand going... Oh. All right. So it'd be better if they were alive, but they don't have to. Actually, I chose, um, I chose Goldie from, Doc, uh, from Blue Peters, because they don't do. Sure. Uh, who probably is dead, isn't it? Goldie's probably... Don't l- smile and nod your head. The woman there nodding her head, yeah, smiling. Yeah, Defo. definitely dead. Yeah. Do you know for a fact that Goldie's Forget dead? Forget that do you guy. Remember, do you remember it being announced on Blue Peter? Did you kill Goldie? Is that, well, that's what we're asking. Have you got him stuffed in your car? <laughs> I don't like dogs. You don't like don't dogs. dogs? Well, that's more reason to kill one, isn't it? Right. <laughs> and be deli- that's that way you're happy, because you're going, that's one less dog. That Goldie can fuck off that. She's... Are you just here to bring your anti-dog agenda? Is that what you're here? <laughs> Just ram it down our bloody throats. <laughs> uh, so, I, so I guess Goldie was dead when I chose Goldie. Yeah. So I, I would uh, Walter Matthau. I don't oh, yeah. know why he just springs to mind, but he is dead. So I, yeah. with, I'd get him to wear velvet gloves <laughs> to cover up his skeleton. <laughs> to hand. cover up his skeletal hands. Yeah. 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 I don't know why he just pops into my head. I find him very comforting. It's nice to know. I think it's a good question because that's I. I came up with Goldie. Yeah. I don't know why I came up with have all the people I could have chosen. Mm. Why did I choose Goldie from Blue Peter? I don't know. When, I mean, so I think it probably, if we get a psychiatrist to look at this answer to this question, it'll probably tell us something. It would be... <laughs> yeah, it might not be about that. <laughs> it might not be about... I can't be bothered to do that. I'm not going to... Medication. It's not maybe it's a sex thing. I mean, I don't want to sort of lower the tone. No, no, it's because it's... But Goldie was, cause Goldie was around in a time when, when the cartoon Dog Tanyan was very prominent. <laughs> yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people, my peers, certainly had a lot of trouble uh, fantasising about the Queen in that cartoon <laughs> who was sexy yeah she was but she also was a collie yeah so so maybe that I was I don't think up. my feelings were sexual though my, if I had sexual feelings for Blue Peter at that era it was for Janet Ellis who again right. these are well documented sure uh, <laughs> by, mainly by the police but also I've, I've spoken about them quite a lot between Ellis and Brian Katz isn't yeah it, it is it's one of the so I guess Janet Ellis had probably uh, groomed Goldie in fact <laughs> and maybe by doing that she was subconsciously grooming me that gloss yeah yeah <laughs> we never know mm. um, well that was that was very interesting <laughs> so um, <laughs> That was a very interesting thing. So, I, one of the things I found about you on the internet, in this, yeah. this no footprint, <laughs> uh, was a blog by me about you from 2008 when I saw you do a gig. Yeah, I remember that. Do you remember me seeing? I don't remember the gig now. So it's a good job. <laughs> I'm glad I keep a blog because I don't remember anything now. So I, uh, I do remember. I remember yeah. you, you came in. It was after it started, but yeah, you, you I was, was lurking, right lurking in the shadows yeah. in the back. And I said you were very good. You had some... 
routines about penile mishaps that made me laugh, even though I had done a lot of that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that you had a good and a nice moustache, <laughs> an impressive moustache. Yeah. Do you remember what the penile mishaps material it was, was? It was. It was a sh- I was criticised for it focusing too heavily on male genitalia. Really? That's never been a problem. J- for Julian me. Hall in the Independent. <laughs> oh yeah, the, the and, reviewers um, don't like people doing. And uh, co- it was cop-tread. very heavily. It was an anic. It just. It wasn't meant to be, but it just turned into a lot of stories about terrible cock-based things. That right. Happened, you know, and I, I wasn't deliberate. That's was just with the way my life was at the time. <laughs> I'd, I had an incident where I had spilt some muesli down my urethral meatus, you know. And <laughs> it's known as the herring's eye now. That is being renamed as the herring's eye. The world needed to hear about that. Yeah. Okay. And uh, yeah. How did you manage to get the muesli down? That's quite. I mean, were you erect at the time of the muesli well, dropping? I was, I, I, I was erect and, pr- and proudly against yeah. your own stomach. Yeah, I was. Hundred... I was younger then. Yeah. And uh, so I, I had higher quality erections. Yeah. Um, <laughs> In the morning, and uh, slept naked, and woke up naked, yeah. and had muesli naked, and it was just a perfect storm. So it kind of happened. In... <laughs> you know, I, I'm a messy eater. Sooner or later, you know, one of those wheat flakes is going to go the wrong way, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, it's going to go. It's going to go into the centre of the Death Star, and boom. And, uh, <laughs> and what I talked about back then, the thing that had troubled me is that the the, the last thing I'd spilt muesli in was my mini disc player uh, and, uh, and that was a couple of months beforehand and it hadn't worked since <laughs> very very frightening time yeah did the muesli really go far up enough up your uh, urethra to be a problem or did I, you just flick it out put it this way yeah okay I mean that that is a little little husk of barley yeah I ain't seen twice <laughs> So it's still, it's still in you. Somewhere, it could be growing inside you. Maybe I don't know. It might be that some yeah some corns pop out of me at some point. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I need to put some bot bot larvae in there to have a look. <laughs> some old friends. That's exciting. Uh, and yeah. uh, you were born in uh, Portsmouth. I was born in Oxford. Oh right. <laughs> I was doing my uh, Henry Higgins uh, thing on yeah. you there. It taken me that long to work out. <laughs> Where I thought um, you were from, but you know, I, I grew up in Portsmouth. Ah, that's, so that's it. So that's the accent gave it away. Plus the Guardian. <laughs> the Guardian uh, conceived in Plymouth. Are we? That covers it, probably. I guess. What were your parents up to? They were travelling the countries around. Shagging, I guess, at the time, probably. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I mean, I had to Why go is... as quite a well-educated <laughs> man. Why in Plymouth, though? I mean, there's not much they else were, to do. They were working. <laughs> Yeah. They were working in Plymouth were they? at the time. Yeah, they, Together. Were, they were doctors as well. Oh, they were doctors. Yeah. I'm one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so that explains their dis- disappointment with you, that yeah, they are exactly. doctors. Because yeah. my family are all teachers. Mm. And I like to think that I'm a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and these people of my class, yeah. I'd be in quite a lot of trouble if, that, if they were my class, <laughs> due to the things I did to some of them. Uh, <laughs> when I was a younger man. So it's... Uh, <laughs> Luckily, my, my audience uh, are not my class. Uh, so it's fine. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I know that feeling. But the, 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 the family expects you to carry. Is your sister a doctor as well? No, 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 no. Yeah. She's much more, she's more interesting and, and brighter. So yeah, she, she realised if, if you say when you're five, I want to be a doctor, and yeah. it makes your parents very happy, you, you don't have to stick with it. It's okay. Whereas <laughs> I, I was sort of thought that, yeah. 
I would devastate them. See, I think I did that. My dad was a maths teacher. Yeah. And I was quite good at maths. Mm. And I was sort of the best at maths in my school, but that's not a reason to do, you know, I wasn't very good at it still. <laughs> it's not a reason to do it, but I was, I was kind of thinking... You were the, you were the, my dad, the best, though, in your year in, in, in a small year. part of Somerset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So People not, remember that. It's, it's not a great thing. Uh, but I was going to do maths at university... Because I thought, oh, my dad did it, so I should do it. Mm. And I got to the... I was doing my... I'd started doing my A-levels. I was doing maths, physics, and history. And I did a whole term of physics. And then I went, I don't like maths. And I don't like physics. And I changed it. I changed from physics to English after a term. But but it was because I think, subconsciously, I thought I should do the same thing as my dad did. Isn't that the the biggest one? There's any maths people here? Definitely. Almost certainly. It's got to be. He's got to be. Look at him. Hey, he's, look at him. He's, pre- he's pretty. I mean, he's got glasses, but he's, he's pretty highest. sexy for a he's for a maths nerd. He's got a girlfriend as well. With the looks bones. of it. Wonderful. And wife. He's married. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Or she, she's married to someone. And, uh, <laughs> and he's employed. He's trying, trying to draw fire. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you going to ask him? What's I don't know. The, I was just. Saying, I know it's the biggest kick out rate. What's the it? derivative of x? <laughs> One. Can't remember. <laughs> I'm going to confess something because he gave you a face that made you look as if that was a stupid question. Yeah. The answer, I, I assumed it was a joke question. <laughs> yeah. I think I it, was nearly, it was a question that made no sense. It was about calculus or something, can it? Yeah. yeah, that's all I can remember. I used to be able to do calculus. Don't I don't really understand what it was for. That was part of the reason. <laughs> part of the reason I stopped doing maths. Yeah. Because I ended up doing history uh, you know, after a fashion. <laughs> So, you weren't born in Portsmouth. No. But your parents were doctors who travelled around oh, yeah. coastal regions. Travelling uh, with their wares, with their <laughs> kind of salves doctors? and ointments. <laughs> <laughs> down to Plymouth where you can really yeah. con people into <laughs> buying yeah. some shit down there. The snake poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the feckless Plymouth idiots. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Yeah. Unregulated. Good times. Yeah. Cursed GMC. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. Uh, but you grew up in Portsmouth. I did, yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you ever go on the HMS Victory? Well, I did. I had yeah. to. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I have nothing <laughs> against Portsmouth really now. But I, when I left, I had no desire to return. I had a great. Uh, I had a great time in uh, in Portsmouth right. once because uh, I was uh, when I was at, when I finished university, I worked uh, at a school in uh, in Oxford over the summer where they where foreign students like uh, university students came across. Uh, and then you'd take them out to various activities and stuff yeah. and one of the activities was to take them to HMS Victory in Portsmouth on a bus uh-huh. and I had to collect the money from everyone and the, the person who said, ran the trip said yeah, they, don't, they don't do any discounts there so take the full thing from every person and when I got to the booth of HMS, HMS Victory I said it's 50 people and they said are they students and I said yeah and I got like a hundred quid off the thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I kept I kept all of that money. It was like one, I'd have had to give everyone like one pound ninety six back. It would have been so complicated to do it. That explains. That was the best day of my life. <laughs> that explains so the uh, the efit that they have. <laughs> By HMS Victory that closely resembles I you. Hadn't they've really had done anything. I hadn't done anything wrong to them. I hadn't really, was was there a crime? There was. There I was sold a, crime. <laughs> <laughs> I sold a small amount of money for quite a lot of foreign students. Yeah. Who wouldn't even understand what a pound was? 
I um, maybe there's going to be a kind of yew tree of petty thieves. <laughs> might be, might be in big trouble. Yeah, that's, ten, in ten that... years' time, they're going to you're going to be banged to rights. <laughs> and now this, this could be used as a confession. Yeah, exactly. We'll all be there. If we'll all be there at the old Bailey on the day. <laughs> he yeah. did say, and that, then I'll say it was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, and then I actually I got off with uh, one of the, a Japanese girl called vulnerable uh, Japanese called, student called Amy, and she was nice. She still uh, sends me a Christmas card. Does she? Yeah. It sounds like you've done a great deal of damage. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't give her a one pound fifty back. Like, <laughs> even, even when we started going out with each other very briefly. Oh, it's happy days. That was before any of you were alive. That was back in 1989. <laughs> you weren't alive then, me. Yeah, you. Yeah. You baby face. How old were you in 1989? Eight. Eight, yes, yeah, so there you go. So. <laughs> Don't really count. Face closed. <laughs> um, and, uh, well, we should... You, is it true? This is like a mainly working from The Guardian. Mm. Did you, one of your ancestors get eaten by a cannibal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, in Papua New Guinea. Really? Yeah. He was a, he was a Polish Catholic right. missionary. Yeah. And, spe- uh, especially delicious. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't do his background research. And, and, and I, I guess uh, he wasn't as effective a communicator as he thought he was. <laughs> when he got out there, because... They didn't buy it, whatever he was there to sell. Yeah. And they, uh, they, they killed him, all right. And they, <laughs> and they thought, ate well, him. Now he's here, we, might as well, we occasionally eat people, don't we? Yeah. This particular tribe, and they, they bloody ate him. <laughs> there was a lot of them got eaten. There was another, there was a, a, a Polish count, Count Rutkowski. Yeah. On my uh, father's mother's side, who was, uh, was out hunting bears and was eaten by bears. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. Like some technique issues there. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you are being eaten by bears while you're hunting bears, you should just take a step back and think, hang on a sec, I'm doing... <laughs> Something's gone wrong here. Yeah. You should have gone on the course. <laughs> you probably won't make that mistake again. No. Do you think you're come from a particularly tasty genealogy of some kind that... Well, I don't... I have no knowledge <laughs> of how discerning the Papua New Guinean cannibals were. No. Back in the day, bears, I think, aren't necessarily that fussy, you know? <laughs> I think, I, think, <laughs> I think they'll eat any old dickhead. How do, <laughs> how do you know about this? Is this like... How is it viewed in the family? It's obviously a family story. Yeah. So is it, view, is it viewed with humour that this guy got eaten by cannibals? Oh, or is, is it from my dad's mum's side, it's, it's told with great pride. <laughs> I, think, I think what they think the take-home message is, is that, hey, you're from a pretty important line, like some of these guys were... Catholic missionaries <laughs> counts okay no no stop 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 they were eaten <laughs> they, were, they were dickheads okay so yeah, yeah but I think yeah they, they're proud of that heritage yeah probably. Mm. so there's a Polish uh, name Wozniak Polish gang dad's yeah dad dad's dad was a bomber pilot who had to escape in the second world war uh, he was already a bomber pilot out there and then he had to go without his wife just had to get in the plane get in the plane or we'll shoot you through the brain and go and fight from England and his, his wife had to sort of smuggle herself and bribe and god knows what else uh, away across northern Europe to, right. to meet him with, oh the, with the, the sort of invasions hot at her heels yeah. right left and centre yeah yeah Wow. And, and until the day she died, had a, had a suitcase in the bottom of her wardrobe, right. just in case. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, again, yeah, um, Farage would have scared the shit out of her. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
bit of fun. It's a bit of, but, you know, if you'd shot Hitler through the... Got him shot through the moustache... They'd have been able to stick around. Oh, yeah, you might never have, have been resisted. able to be alive to shoot him. <laughs> yeah. So he wouldn't have been shot. That's the problem with time travel. That's one of the many... That's why I don't get involved. Yeah. It's why... It's for me why a few of the episodes of Goodnight Sweetheart don't work. <laughs> For that very reason. The old goodnight sweetheart paradox. <laughs> it is. But they're trying to crack in CERN right now. <laughs> we can cut these episodes to work if we re-edit them. Right there, in the hub. Have you ever seen a ghost? Uh, <laughs> one man. It's a very serious question, please. No. Although when I was a small child, there was a, a, a wardrobe in my, uh, in my room that was, it was set at such, and the light would hit it such that it, it looked like there was a terrible kind of ghoul, sort of ghoul with a sort of, sort of proboscis kind oh, yeah. of his face in it, literally every single night. I don't know, I'd kind of, I'm sort of one below Pavlov's dog, basically, because I couldn't learn that it was a wardrobe, but it was <laughs> unlikely to harm me literally every night for about three years. It just yeah. scared the crap out of me. It does, though, but that's a human instinct, isn't it, to see faces and things. That mm. is, there's some reason why that's a, a good thing in nature to be able to recognise a human face and, and so you start seeing that's why people can right. see faces on Mars and stuff like that because they you know there's that face on Mars if you from that photo people are always looking for faces and places but I was, I was, I was very like that I still do it a little bit yeah. how does it help? There's a, evolutionary well it doesn't help that makes you scared if it's a wardrobe I guess there yeah. weren't that many wardrobes <laughs> in you know Neolithic times so when you go, yeah I think it just helps you un- so understand so if you crawl out of the water you just you're, <laughs> on your flippers I think I don't know what I'd go down we'll, uh, we'll ask and you'd be alright as long as you approached a wardrobe and <laughs> I had a chat with it yeah then you'd be safe. For some reason, you're looking for... Well, you're looking for patterns and things, you I suppose. You are a teacher, aren't you? I am. Really, yeah. I am, especially the way I'm kind of trying to backtrack out of this. <laughs> now, now I've been asked a difficult question back. No, it was just, I was, don't question, don't answer back, <laughs> Wozniak. <laughs> that is just... But, you know, you do, I still use... My, uh, my um, uh, smoke alarm in my bedroom looks quite like a face, right. like a robot face. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look up at it now, and I'm, I'm a grown man. And yeah. I kind of imagined yeah, my, it coming my, my to my life. story was, was from when I was seven. Yeah. <laughs> that was a problem. I, didn't think, I don't think it's a real robot. <laughs> I just like to pretend that it's something. Yes, sir. I, if there is a fire, I will let you know. That is my task. Good. Uh, and um, just, I'm just going to see if there's any uh, important uh, questions yeah. that I have to ask you. What is it like being Mike Wozniak? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it's all right. You yeah, know? it's not without its problems. Yeah. I mean, I had a long drive here. I had quite, I had some, some pant issues. Did you? Yeah. What happened? But I, I just changing the right side of pant. Yeah. Riding up. That's then, nasty when that happens. And you know, so that was a problem. And I suspect that was because I still can't put my pants on properly. <laughs> yeah. So it's not great from that regard. But I think I'm, I, I was stoical. So we're stoical about that. So there's a plus side. Yeah, it's not. I'm, I'm stoical about my own failings. Yeah, it's good. It's That's not as it's good. Like. It's not as good as the answer that Stephen Fry gave to that question. I have to say. So I'm slight. <laughs> if Stephen Fry had said that, I don't think that would have made international. I I, I will pr- no. delay judgment because I may be <laughs> I may be proven wrong. That yeah. might be on the headlines of the Australian news when this breaks. Sure. Well, I'll, might maybe I'll go and do something dramatic straight after <laughs> you this, could if you like. Yeah, yeah don't. Don't do that. Uh, and uh, oh God, the time has flown by very fast. It's nearly time to end. That is, that is unbelievable. You're staying in my hotel, aren't you, uh, Tackline? 
It's a bit, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> which, uh, which room are you in? <laughs> I'm not telling you which room I'm in. It's a bit, it's a bit, a bit creepy. <laughs> uh, so... That's the, it's the first thing I saw when I checked into my hotel. I can't really go, oh, I'm not staying here. It will be when the you're last walking thing upstairs, you that's yeah. okay. But I've just thought I would mention it. If, I, if anything happens to me tonight... Oh, I've, I've talked to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's all I know about I got my eye on you. It's his uh, Twitter, his at tagline. So if I'm dead, could you tweet him <laughs> and ask him to, to hand himself in? For a murder confession um, on Twitter. Yeah. First ever. It could be. Well, that'd be good. That might be good. Then that would be at least uh, something, wouldn't there be some... Has the moon ever spoken to you? Uh, not, not directly, no. No, but it has left voicemail. That's it. Yeah. So Izzy Sutty's had a conversation with the moon. Has she? Yeah, so she's better than you. What, what, age, what age were you breastfed until? Uh, I don't... I, I can't remember being breastfed, so, I mean, it, I mean my earliest memory is four. So, right. uh, <laughs> before I, four. I, I, but certainly before four, hopefully a long time before four. I do your, when you have your own children, as you do, do yeah. you, is there a point where you say to your wife, it's time now to stop breastfeeding, or does that just happen naturally? It sort of happens naturally. Yeah. Kind of, I think so once they're ambulant, it seems <laughs> it's kind of, you know, if they can walk to the other side of the room... Uh, yeah, and, and that makes them hungry or that walk in there. Get, and gets, <laughs> if they can get a drink, <laughs> then it's, it's time to just, just yeah. back off, get away. Okay. Because some people do, you know, four, yeah. five, six. I think again, is he a friend of mine is a GP in Totnes in Devon, which is a big time hippie town. Yeah. And yeah, they've got you know, 12 year olds routinely. It's a great betrayal of confidentiality on my part. <laughs> And also on his, and um, so there's a real sort of chain of uh, you know, of indiscretion. There. <laughs> well, we don't name the of. actual name the actual people who mm. uh, uh, did it. Uh, I noticed you, you in one of your routines you used the word sp- spermatozoons or something similar, which I I, I like that word. Yeah, spermatozoons. I did. Yeah, I was in the show about trying to get pregnant. Yeah. I genuinely thought we we couldn't. We've been trying for a long time, and then we just I don't know, we just went in the wrong. I don't know. I don't know. You don't want to know about that. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've something happened. We'll talk about it um, yeah. uh, later. Later on. We uh, we struggled. We struggled for a long time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, well, that's really, that's interesting to know. I'll Thank talk, you. I'll talk to you about that later on. You will, yeah? Yeah, it's probably not the time. You me twice. <laughs> what I'm saying is probably not it. the place to... No, but I, really might, I don't think your wife I'd really just would like it. I want to get it off my chest. Okay. All right, uh, if you, I'll ask you a, a, a classic Leicester Square Theatre podcast, except at the McCunclaff Comedy okay. Festival, a lovely yes, eat McFly. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, which is, if you had to choose between having an um, armpit that dispensed sun cream and a hand that was made out of ham, mm. which of those take two, you can only have one of them, mm. Uh, you can eat the ham a bit, mm. but uh, it will grow back. But if you eat it all, that's mm. the end of your hand. Yeah, that will operate as a hand. Yeah, but it's made of ham, nice ham. Sure, well, whatever ham you like, actually. Yeah. Or your sun cream. <laughs> yeah, enough for one person yeah. use uh, throughout mm. a year. Which of those two things? It's very easy. Was, I mean, I, I'm on the road a lot, so yeah. the, the ham. Yeah. Would you? Would you I'm not be worried about how you get a sandwich out of a you know yeah. on the motorway? changing lanes that kind of thing if I could just have a nibble on my index ham yeah. then yeah done <laughs> that's good. good that's a good answer yeah do I get a, I mean is there a possibility of an armpit with a mustard dispenser on the 
we can't. It's <laughs> quite a tricky aim, but I mean, that is sort of like getting having your hand, hand, ham, hand, and eating. <laughs> you can't have both, as you, you say. You well, you can have your hand, hand, <laughs> ham, hand, and eat it. Well, you, you've also uh, there's lots of way things people can see you in. You're in uh, it's Kevin. Yeah, which I wasn't. How did you get in that? It's Kevin and I didn't. Everyone else got I, in it. I don't know. Again, I, <laughs> why? Uh, can you ask Ke- Kevin Eldon why she, the actor Kevin Eldon? A, a cl- clerical error. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was moustache-based casting. Yeah. Rather than yeah. I can grow a moustache. We could have been Stalin and Hitler. And <laughs> right. It writes itself. Uh, and uh, well, they let him make another series. Then yeah. You're doing. You're doing at the, in the at Mac. You, the MacFest, you're doing your last year's show. Yeah. Nomina- was it a nominated show for yeah. a big award? Wow. You bet. Wow. Woo! Is that, and, uh, that's tonight for the people here. That's tonight. Is there any tickets left? Come, I would assume so. <laughs> that's Looking at the popularity. And that, that has been the trend. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard when you start. And hardly anyone ever came to see you again with. And now, <laughs> after 12 years, it is the same. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to put you off but it's the most hellish way to make a living sure right. you could ever do okay. um, so what's the show about the show yeah. is about my parents-in-law moving in with us wow yeah it's quite an intense period of life yeah yeah do you find that how do they take you doing jokes about you when they are real people and presumably these are real stories they're very good about it are they yeah my parents my own parents get confused right because when I talk about my own parents, I'll, it'll normally be something that's complete nonsense that I've made up. But yeah. I say a story about my dad. So it's definitely not true. <laughs> like that he's a scientist that has tried to prove that you can't shit and shout at the same time. <laughs> but oddly, and he's a very intelligent man, he thinks it's true. Or that I, in some way, think it's true. Or... Did, did I do that? <laughs> so they get in a real pickle about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my, my wife's parents are very relaxed about the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. They, are they, are they, do, they quite like it. My parents, Lord, I think quite like it yeah. when I mention them in Metro articles. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Many, I haven't yeah. done many. The game. Yeah. Game old birds. Yeah. Those well, it's do. like a little bit of fame, isn't it, as well, I suppose. It's sort of like, It's like your life has some meaning now that you've been exactly. in a mustachioed man's routine about that I mean and that's what all these guys here are looking for yeah. isn't it <laughs> some sort of mention in a small publication about a man with a moustache yeah, is the meaning <laughs> yeah. the meaning of life objective. and we're going to have to stop because uh, like Arthur Smith's coming on that doesn't happen usually at uh, the by Leicester Square thing <laughs> Uh, but uh, it's been really lovely uh, talking to you. Are you t- is the tour continuing or is the tour over? There's a, for few, people there's a few dates left, mostly Wales-based. Right. There's, there's a few. There's yeah. a few on the website. So go to your website. Yeah. The only thing about you on the internet. Yeah. With which very just, little information about which you is on my, it. my own poorly constructed, homemade <laughs> website, mrmikewasnet.com. Yeah. Cool. Very basic. Very infrequently updated. No point in following me on Twitter whatsoever because uh, I'm crap at it. <laughs> and um, yeah, but come to a show. But you're not doing Edinburgh because you're doing another series of Man Down. Yeah. And, it, you know, Can't I, wait. I, for at least one episode, I have, I'm like a god over you. I can make you, <laughs> I can make you do what you want until Greg gets the script and rewrites it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so thank you very much to my fantastic guest, Mike Wozniak, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You have been listening to Returning Letter Square Theatre podcast, except at the McCunthal Earth Comedy Festival. Lovely, yes. 
Uh, <laughs> with my guest. It was me, Richard Herring, doing it with my guest, Mike Wozniak. Uh, the music you're listening to is by Pest. Thanks to Orange Mark and everyone at the British Comedy Guide, to Chris Evans and everyone at Go Faster Strike, even though they haven't done anything in this one. But thanks anyway, idiots. Uh, and also to Ben Walker, who produced the show. This is a Sky Potato and Fuzz Production. Thank you very much uh, for listening to this whole series. Uh, we will be back with more in September. We're doing loads of them, so I hope you'll enjoy that. Uh, before that, if you want to catch me at the Edinburgh Fringe, I'm doing a show called Lord of the Dance Settee, and I'm writing a play called I Killed Rasputin, which will be on at the George Square Theatre throughout the whole of the Edinburgh Fringe. Come along if you can, and that will help me not lose millions of pounds thank you go to gofasterstripe.com slash rhlstp5 if you want to give us some money bye